I wish I had a little bouncing ball to with the lyrics like somewhere floating in front of me so I could I knew what that song was about. If you know the song, let us know what it's about because I don't and Steve won't tell me. And welcome to the New Inner Podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm here. I'm a merp. I'm a host. I'm here with uh, John Sylvain. John, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Oh, John is is he is in quarantine right now. He is in a sort of a an all white sort of pod where he's not allowed to leave because why is that, John? Well, there's a number of reasons. Um, there's a psychological, physical, emotional, spiritual. Uh, there's a, just a whole bunch of reasons why COVID. I'm not allowed to to see anybody or to talk to anybody. COVID. I only, I've only, this is my only contact with humanity for the past, um, since the last podcast. Oh, well. I'm in complete isolation. I have, uh, I have COVID, I have comorbidity, I have uh, codependency, I have uh, cooperation, I have uh, co, I've been co-opted, uh, I have, uh, um, Coco Chanel. Uh, this is a lot of things. Coco Krispies, Coco Puffs. Oh wow! It's really affected your alliterative skills. Yeah, coefficient, okay. coeffective. Got it. Got it. Thanks. It's affected my my uh, alliterative skills. And didn't you think that was pretty uh, uh, impressive? Your your alliteration. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Jesus. I said it was great. <laughs> John, uh, welcome back home. Uh, you had a good trip to visiting family? Oh, yeah, I had a fantastic time. Maine is, Maine is you know, it's, you know what they call Maine, right? The, the something state? Evergreen state? No, it's vacation land. Vacation. The Evergreen state, no. That's, Evergreen state is something else. Where's the Evergreen State? I think that's Washington. Okay. Yeah. No, Maine is vacation land. Oh. With, yeah. With yeah. Um, rocky, with rocky beaches that cut your feet. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's the only thing that they've got going, and it's not that great. Yeah. But it's beautiful, though. <clears throat> well, yeah. If you like that kind of thing, if you know, if uh, you know. Opioid addiction is your your kind of. I like, love. I find opioid addiction so beautiful, so yeah, moving. Very. Uh, it makes you feel good about your your own, your own self. Mm, well, I'm glad you made it back without um, without a, a a pill issue, uh, but I'm sorry that you got sick. You said I don't have a pill issue. Oh, all right. No, you pick up an opioid addiction the minute you get there. Uh, but. Um, but anyhow, you you were not too sickened by this. Um, uh, you weren't too stricken. No, no, I have. Uh, I did. I finally did get COVID, and uh, but I, it just felt like a bad cold. And in fact, I think I actually had a bad cold. I had about seventeen boosters uh, and vaccines 
Mm. So I was uh, highly protected. Um, I also wrap most of my body in saran wrap every day. Um, and uh, oh. I, as you know, right, right. I wear a tinfoil hat. From, from TikTok. So I, 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 I wasn't uh, affected by the COVID because it's all a hoax anyway. Of course, of course. Um, uh, speaking of just um, nonsense, nationwide nonsense. <laughs> um, so... You know, in the news, there's that whole business with the, the Joe Biden and these these documents that have been found in uh, yep. his various residences and offices. Yep. Um, how do you feel about uh, like the severity? How the media has handled it? How the opposition is dealing with it? Your thoughts? Oh well, I my, my this is my feeling. I think that um, if you are working for the government, you shouldn't take your work home with you because you're not getting paid extra overtime. And I, I, I think that applies to everyone. I think too often people are just, um, you know, letting employers take advantage of them <laughs> working at home when they really shouldn't. Poor Joe um, Biden. And I think, yeah. And I think that basically when you have files that say classified, do not take home, you should really like not do that. And so that's one thing. Um, he he and works then, for uh, us, so it's our fault. Hey, Joe, take it easy. Don't work so hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you asked me how, how I think the media is handling it. I don't know. But I will say this. Um, probably. I haven't, I, you know, I haven't been at my, uh, at my you know, watching the news desk because uh, I've been on vacation. But I'm pretty sure I can guarantee you that um, – Fox News is saying that it's the um, the very worst thing that's ever happened in the government since um, ever, and uh, and that MSNBC is talking about how Fox News is overblowing it. Mm. Um, and here's the thing that drives me nuts: is that it is wrong, and it is a bad thing that um, Biden um, had classified documents uh, in his office when he was. A private citizen, right for four years. That's not okay. I am pretty sure that he did that by mistake, but that doesn't mean that it's okay. Um, it is not the same thing. It's it's similar, but it's not the same thing as what Trump did. Um, uh, but it, they're both bad, and they both happened. And the fact that they both happened does not negate the fact that one is bad and the other is bad. They're both bad things, and they should be. Like this, this equivalency and this like tit for tat and all this stuff drives me nuts. I mean, it's like, it, it, it's like, it's if if the if the if the the cops if the cops if the cop who arrested me one for shoplifting one I had a kid who shoplifted. Does that mean the cop can't arrest me for shoplifting? Not that I've been arrested for shoplifting, as far as you know, recently, um, or have done it at all or uh, anything. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just. I, you asked me a question, and and, and it, it just irks. It's like Biden fucked up. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair assessment. He he screwed up, and he's facing the music. And there's an investigator, and the news has pretty much said that he screwed up. But they've also said uh, on the the more liberal stations that it's not uh, equivalent to what Trump did. But like you said, he's he fucked up. And I think that he should, uh, they should investigate it and, and, you know, move on, whatever. 
rectify the situation and then move on. They should investigate it. And what you're saying is you assume that it was inadvertent and it's no big deal. And then they should move on. Well, and it, I would say, let's right. just let's just wait and see because we might find out that Joe Biden has been working for a foreign government since he was first became a senator back in 1903. That's fair. He was working for the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. If that's the case, then I'm then. Yeah. Let's uh, prosecute him uh, within the, the full reach of the law or whatever they say. Uh, all right. All right. I, what do you think? I agree. I agree. I think that he, he you actions have consequences. And even though he's been very cooperative, whereas uh, Donald Trump has been indignant. And uh, I mean, it's a it's an interesting contrast in their responses to it. And one being like a petulant child and the other one being like a, hey, everything's cool type of grandpa. Like, hey, relax, man. Um, it It's an interesting thing. But I think that his lawyers are the ones who found it and or White House lawyers were the ones who found the documents and they handed them over. So um, I'm not hugely... Um, angered by it but if something does turn out that like come up that he did something terrible to you know or, or these um documents had huge consequences or he was acting maliciously then of course he should be prosecuted uh just like i think that trump should be um he should face up to consequences for being a fuckwad for um you know, saying that he could declassify things with his mind, you know, which is absurd. <clears throat> so you wait a minute. You want you think that, that Trump should be prosecuted no. for being a, a dickwad? No, I just said that he should face. That's what you just said. I know I didn't. I said he should it, face. You said he should be prosecuted. No, prosecuted I, I, didn't, for being a I did not say yes, that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Check the tape. You did say you said exactly that. I, I'm quoting you exactly. In fact, let, let's roll back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trump should be prosecuted for being a dickwad. No, I, I said, I said yeah, he should face you. consequences. It's very different. No, you, said, you said prosecution. Uh, earlier I did, but that was t talking about Biden. But with Well, I'm, I'm going to splice the tape so it okay. sounds like All you right. said. Well, I was very specific because, I, of course, I think that justice has to be adjudicated in a very procedural and, and uh, even-handed way. But... But I think, you know, that's different from me wanting him to face consequences for being a dickhead. And I think he is, you know. You know what? You know what's frustrating about both of these stories to me is that we don't know what's in those classified documents. And, oh. and I really want to know. Why? Because I want to know what's in classified documents. I want to know secrets. You're, you're not. You're, it's above your pay grade. Sorry. I work for the Ottoman Empire. Oh, right, right. You're the one. I've been a spy since you recruited him. In And he forgot about you. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I, this past weekend, I did a little bit of traveling. I went to uh, visit Seattle because I. Seattle? Yes. I had an uncle who passed away suddenly right in uh, December. And right, right, a couple, like a week and a half before Christmas. I'm Christmas. sorry, Marty. Oh, it was really sad. It was unexpected. He was beloved and uh, uh, seemingly healthy, but I guess not. And uh, you're a hot rod, Uncle. 
I beg your pardon? Was he your, your drag racing uncle? Yes, he was my drag racing uncle. Uh, yeah, he has um, his race car. He was the world champion hot rod, American Hot Rod Association, AHRA, uh, champion in way back in the 80s. And his um, his race car is in uh, some museum in, in Seattle. So that's where the memorial that's was. awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Like... He he was just a just a cool dude, and he taught film and English, and uh, in high school and and auto shop, and I mean he was just like this Renaissance man who who did all sorts of just amazing things, and the wow that's cool yeah the memorial had over three hundred people just jam packed into this museum all just. Um, just swapping stories and and there was music playing and his kids were there his grandkids were there it was really beautiful and i, I had a similar um, we're at that age where like there's a certain generation that are slowly um dropping away and like there's a time when all your friends were getting married and now all your friends are getting old and divorced and and your uncles are are passing away and it's a little sad but then you get to reflect on these amazing lives that well these particular two uncles who passed away in the, in the past six months uh and you just see how they've affected people's lives how much they were loved and all the these crazy things that they've done like my one uncle i didn't know he was like a firefighter and volunteered for whatever 40 years with the red cross when he wasn't being a doctor um, Jeez. yeah. So it's like, who, who are you, uncle Don? Like, and then you just hear, like you heard from his old war buddy who was in his nineties, like telling war stories and, and just like amazing stuff. Uh, wow. Yeah. So then it's like, you hear this stuff and you're like, well, what will I be remembered for? I, I had a podcast that. Well, it was one. Of, it was the first one, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first one. Adam Curry takes tries to take credit, but really, it was it was me. Um, yeah, and, and I is Adam Curry still doing his? I don't think so. No, 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 no. He's probably no. got a TV gig or something. He's making yeah. bank. Um, yeah. So th I'm like, what, what would I be remembered for? I don't know. And then then I think, well, like, should I be doing something with my life so that when I when I pass, then there will be people who um, are uh, saying nice things about me. And, and is that reason to change your behavior or are you are just who you are? Well, so this is what I think, Marty. First of all, first of all, I just want to say and we, I think we should discuss this a little bit more uh, after. But like, is do you think that there's objectively anything in the world cooler than being a hot rod racing champion, like objectively, I don't think there is. No, I, I mean cooler, like the the basically in the all every sense of like in the cool sense of the word, in the you know Fonzie sense of I the mean, word. I mean, his car, could the go leather to, jacket. Yeah, his car could go to zero to a hundred in like three seconds or something like that. And he was the champion of hot rods. Yeah, world champion. Yeah, I mean that's that's. And, I mean, you cannot. That's that's about the coolest thing I've ever heard of anybody that he even was remotely connected to 
ever doing. And I don't, I don't think even being an astronaut is cooler than that. I mean, being an astronaut might be kind of awesome, but it's not cooler than that. And he, he drove like a, a Barracuda and uh, like a big ass, like a GM car. And he, he put in some like modern seats in there uh, in one of his race cars and then would just drive it around the country and go on. He took it twice to go to two or three times to go to Europe and would just drive around and just talk to people because you, you drive, um, you know, an 1100 horsepower muscle car. You're going to get some, you're going to, it's a great conversation starter. And, and it's just like, what a great way to, to enjoy like the free. Is he maybe like the top in the top five coolest Chinese people on earth ever? Uh, I don't know. There's Bruce Lee. Um, yeah. And maybe. And then your uncle. Well, he, uh, there may be four others, you know, Jimmy Yao Yang. Yeah, that's what I'm cool. saying. That's yeah. why I didn't say coolest because I thought of Bruce Lee. I, I think he's probably sixth, you know, sixth. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want him to get a swelled head in his, uh, in the afterlife. He just passed away. I know. I know. I don't. That's why I want him to start humble, you know? All right. All right. So this is what I think. Given given that, I think that for you, I think you should start making stuff up. Like, you should just, uh, like, for instance, uh, I mean, this is true of me, but you can borrow this. I, I'm a secret agent for the <laughs> You could be a secret agent. I love it. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I'll... But I won't be able to tell people though because that would blow the seat. No, but when you when you when you pass away, then it's sort of like who's that uh, the saxophone player who turned out to be a woman, Billy uh, something oh. Billy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he was a. Uh, I mean, you know, now we would call him he because he preferred to live as a man. So he was um, a pretty cool saxophone player who played with a lot of people, I think, in, in France, from what I vaguely remember. But the fact that it turned out that he was born a woman and lived as a man his whole life, that made him kind of so famous that I vaguely remember who he is. Billy Tipton. Billy Tipton. <laughs> yeah. Right? And he was kind of famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he... He wasn't like Miles Davis, I mean, um, there but was he was some... kind of known. And then he passed away, and it turned out he was uh, born a woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Around 1933, um, Billy started binding his breasts and mm-hmm. um, took the role of um, of of a male music musical performer. That's yeah. amazing. Pianist and saxophonist. Um, yeah, so you could you could end up being a woman. Um, I am going to create a very, very dense dossier. Yeah. That I'm going to put in a safety deposit box that will will have some sort of mechanism that will be released upon my death. And yeah, well, let's talk about it now because no one listens to this, so it's oh, yeah, a good yeah, yeah, place. Yeah. To yeah if you want to, if you have some thoughts about what fake facts that I can have about myself. Um, please tweet in. That's Nooner Podcast. Um, no, Tyson, it's not enough to be remembered being a pleasant person. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Tyson, you are one of the most pleasant people that I've ever had the chance of 
encountering on the internet and um yes that is not going to be hard for you to to live you met through that pleasant day nope no remember that day was really pleasant no remember the time it was remember that pleasant person people remember the hurricanes they remember yes they remember vesuvius mount saint helens they don't remember pleasant robin singing warbling a, a verdant tune you know those you know those fight to the death fight clubs that you used to go to oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um downtown la that mm-hmm. you were uh you were champion for you retired uh, and the crazy thing How many is people did you i only use my left hand yeah that was the crazy thing i remember i went and saw you uh down there that was scary man that was scary and that was there was a time you took on eight people yeah, those cocky fuckers. And you tore them all apart with with your with one hand. Mm-hmm. Tied hand. behind your back. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could do that to somebody's face with with uh, with toes. That mm-hmm. that was a revelation. And while performing the ring cycle, Wagner's ring yeah. cycle at the same time, it took a long time. I had time. no idea you could sing. I I kept them alive just so I could finish the ring cycle. You know. Did you did you study? Uh, uh, the throat singing, so you could do the whole chorus. You do like multiple voices. Self-taught. Wow. Yeah. See, when these when when you You're pass away up, and this all comes uh, out, people are going to be shocked. Yep. Yeah. And is it true that you wrote all of Shakespeare's plays? Well, the good ones. Am I right? <laughs> oh, right, right. Titus and Jeronicus. Yeah, I'll give back to him. Yeah, yeah. Troilus and Cressida. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you don't name a, a play after a Toyota. <clears throat> no, yeah. no. Um, you know the Toyota Troilus. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I know. Yeah. So I thought it was the Toyota Cressida. I thought it was <laughs> <laughs> no, the Nissan Cressida. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was the the Caribda. <laughs> Um, oh, this is what we were just saying about the, the pleasant days being so forgetful. Um, that, that's why Tyson... Forgettable, not forgetful. Forgettable, that's correct. Uh, that's why Tyson would want to be remembered. As, that's why being remembered as being pleasant would be an amazing accomplishment. Who remembers? Oh, that's true. Yeah. It was so pleasant. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, he, he was like a 79-degree a day with a five-and-a-half... Uh, mile per hour freeze. Yeah. Yep. Um, just, uh, but in other words, he was just like every day in LA. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to be remembered for, John? Um, well, no, John, you've had well, amazing accomplishments. I have to say, beyond your family uh, and uh, creating a a fully formed human, all in his own right. Um, you've, you've yeah built theaters. You've yeah, he came. He sprang. He sprang fully formed from my forehead. That was a lot of people. Don't know That's that. amazing. It's it's like furikuri. Considering that he weighs over two hundred pounds, it was it was not a it wasn't a it wasn't a pleasant day. Yeah, there's an anime where there's a something. I think it's a a beast or or whatever a creature or something like that. A nemesis comes out of someone's forehead. Kind of. Um, was it a baseball bat? I forget. Um, it's that, Athena out of Zeus's head. All right. Okay. So your son Athena is amazing. Um, yeah. So you've done that. You've created theaters. You've taught hundreds of people, if not thousands. Yeah. 
And um, I think I've, I think I've caught thousands now. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, and then, no, maybe yes, yeah, thousands. And then you, and, or at least a thousand. You infected dozens with with COVID on your way back from yeah, the trip. Yeah, I was probably a whole plane full of people, yeah. and they all infected other people, and several of them probably already died. Good, good. Well, you Very know what? Something to be proud of. You, you wielded power and you used it for good and not so good. Mm. And you know what? Yeah. That's okay. That's that's good. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. I, I. Oh. I can, you know what? People are going to talk about when at my funeral. They're going to say, "Geez, it's amazing. He did, how come he never made any money?" That and everyone's going, "I don't, I don't know." Huh. Oh, we've been saying that for years. Yeah, I know. That's just yeah. uh, just uh, imagining my my funeral. Yeah. Well, I, you've you have not starved. You're a slumlord. No, no, no. I the opposite of starved. Yes, you're a slumlord as well. So you know things can yes, be worse. Yes, I am a slumlord. Um, JP, uh, changing subjects. JP said he finally yeah. reached the Hades boss fight recently, and Hades is what does a, that mean? It's a video game, and in the end, oh. you are you play Hades' son, and then you eventually get to fight Hades. And is that a god of war, or is it something else? No, that's Ares. Ares is the god of war. Hades is god oh. of the underworld. Yeah. You know, the one different who, game, I mean. Oh, God of War? No, no, that's a d totally different game. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, this is just called Hades. And he says it's done a good job keeping me interested with incremental unlocks and practice. How many have you played many games like that? Hades is a really, um, is just a really fun game. The writing is really good. The voice acting is good. There's pretty. Uh, catchy music to it and the gameplay is really exciting it's one of these what they call rogue light games where it's um, procedurally generated so it's not like you can never play the same game twice even though it does get a little repetitive but but you can keep getting better and better and there are all these mechanisms in there to to you you can hobble your character more to get more sort of prizes so as you get better you can like make it the game harder for yourself so it's a super well-designed game the art is great um i have never played a game like that before not that it's the best game in the world but i really i, I played it a ton the past this past year and they're going to come out with hades 2 this year this time with a female protagonist so i'm um, looking forward to that it'll be probably pretty much the same game but um hopefully with some differences uh yeah i i you know you know what my my biggest regret in life not playing Hades. My biggest regret is not being a gamer. You just mentioned all those things that I accomplished. I would, I would, I would give about, I would give them all back, all of them, if I could just go back and and start life all over again and just play video games. I mean, you know, if you think about it, if you took up the guitar, and you could play any Led Zeppelin tune. Is that, yeah. Is that is that better than learning to play a bunch of video games? Is that better? Uh, well, I I had an argument with a friend of mine who's really excited about getting really good at um, rock. Is it called Rockstar? What was that rock, game? Rock paper scissors. Yeah. Okay. Well, rock band. Yeah. Well, rock band. Rock band. And he and he and I thought, well, if you're gonna, and I played it a few times, and I, I felt like, you know, if I'm gonna spend time doing this and, and getting my, 
getting I I, I should just get better at playing the I should just get better at playing hmm. the piano. Um, so that's I think that's a that's an interesting thing because I think I I I I would I would I would uh, I would rather play an instrument than be really good at rock band, but I wouldn't rather be able to kill people than be really good at um, you know Mortal Kombat or or what is the uh, modern warfare uh, Call of Duty? Like I'd really like to spend some time playing Call of Duty. I really enjoyed. I played Quake for a little while back in like you know. 2000 not 2000 1972 or whatever it was you know i really enjoyed playing video games i just never i never you know and i played i played Fortnite for a little while until i turned on the audio and could hear everybody making fun of me and i stopped playing. well i mean you don't hear us on the, on this podcast making fun of me Oh, I mean, you're nowhere. You're nowhere near as mean as these German teams were. Oh, sorry. Nowhere even. Nowhere near. Kruger Kruger on his worst day was nowhere near as mean as his. As, I I never went back to Fortnite after that. Um, no, it's uh, I really I really do, but you know I play I play Wordle. <laughs> I, are you I play Wordle. I play Nerdle. I have a perfect score on Nerdle. Are, are you familiar with the psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi? No. Oh, okay. Well, he actually, Neither are you, apparently. No, it's just a really hard name to pronounce because I've only read it. If He's, I mispronounce that name, you, you'd give me a lot of shit. Yeah, and you did too just now. Yeah, okay. Uh, and he actually taught at Claremont. Um and that's not where I work. Oh, but you work near there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I ain't lying. But anyhow, he, do you know? Do you know Obama? He went to he, College. You live. You work. You live near there. Yeah, I go by his statue all the time, and I'm like, that <laughs> doesn't look like him at all. Um, so anyhow, he's this psychologist who who sort of distilled this. He he's famous for writing this book called Flow. And he oh, yeah. talked about this thing flow. called the flow state. And yeah, flow state. the idea being that it's a, a state of mind where you, you are so involved in an in activity that yep. you, you sort of tune out the, everything around you. And even if the, the activity is difficult, you still get a, 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 an immense sense of satisfaction, enjoyment from, mm -hmm. from doing this. and or, or it could be something really simple, like he was studying like this uh, people who would like screw on nuts onto bolts for 25 years and like how could these people be go like look forward to going to work and have fun and these mm -hmm. people would just get into a flow state and mm -hmm. uh, i think that that is as i've sort of been thinking about it like that is a really valuable state to be in and, and yeah. if you can find a way to to get into that state uh, sometimes I get into that when I'm uh, writing and uh, working, mm -hmm. uh, and it is really desirable. And I don't get that when I'm trying to practice music or when I have in the past. Not that I'm doing that now. Uh, it, I find it much more frustrating. And then, but then there are times when I'm playing a video game when I do get into that flow state. And 
maybe the bar to get into that flow state is lower for some video games or probably a lot of video games, but because they deliberately try to get you, they sort of ramp up the difficulty and, and they, they want a sort of an easy entry point into, into that. Uh, does that, does that ring true to you? Oh yeah. The thing about, the thing about music is that, you know, I, uh, I'm self-taught, uh, penis and, um, it took me uh, a really long time to get to a place where uh, I was I could get into a flow state with music. You have to you have to have a level of skill um, appropriate to whatever um, thing that you're doing, so that you don't have to think about it, and you don't have to. Um, yeah, you just don't. You don't have to use a lot of your uh, uh, effort. You need, you need to be able to use enough of your brain that you're not thinking about other things, but you, it's not it's not so difficult that it's frustrating. And you, you can you can be successful um, without um, you can be you can be uh, unconsciously successful. I think mm -hmm. is the uh, is the thing. But at the same time, I think you it takes up enough of your brain. So you no longer conscious, like you're not self-conscious. Right. right. So it took a, it took, I mean, because I, I didn't practice. So I, I, when I finally got a piano in my own home and was able to sort of play every day. And that was because I learned and started learning in high school. And then I would play once in a while for years and years and years. And then I, I finally moved here and then I got a piano in my own home about 20 years ago. And after about four years, I was suddenly like, oh, my gosh, I can play anything. And then I don't. And it's very unconscious and I can do all kinds of stuff. So, it took, you know, it took like 30 years. But once once you're in that, it's, it really is great. And, um, you know, I, I've uh, done that a little bit with uh, exercise a little bit. Mm. Um, and, uh, what, 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 uh, music have you, uh, what, have you tried to play? Oh, I tried music? to, uh, tried to learn piano and, and guitar, but no, I'm just not, I, I, I found it way too frustrating and to, to get to that flow state. Uh, Tyson says that I, I, he says, I have to enter a flow state when I edit my gaming videos, by the way, you can watch his gaming videos on YouTube. They're uh, he's made a bunch. I've watched a handful and they're great. Um, otherwise it can be a bit of a slog. I don't know if, can you enter a flow state voluntarily? Like where, to approach something that you don't, that you find to be a slog. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the same flow that, uh, Mihaly was, is talking about. Um, but he is talking about a highly focused state of conducive to productivity. So maybe it's the same thing. I just don't know. I just have not been able to force myself into it. I've found myself finding myself in a flow state. And so then therefore like ser searching those things out. Uh, let me know if, um, what, what activities you find get you into a flow state that's at Nooner podcast or Nooner podcast at gmail.com. Um, Yeah. I think it seems like it seems to me they have to be good enough at something 
and it can be a very simple thing. Like, like, you know, you can get into a flow state chopping wood, but you can't get into a flow state chopping wood until you know how to chop wood good enough. So you don't have to be careful chopping off your own foot or you keep on missing the, you know, the board keeps on falling off. You have to, you know, you can be good enough. You can be into a flow state of pounding nails, but you know, you have to be good enough so you don't miss the, the nail head. But can you get yourself into it though? Well, you, I mean, some of these things that I just mentioned, you can get into because it doesn't take that long to get good at pounding nails. Right. I mean, it, it take, it might take like 20 minutes or maybe a half an hour, you know, and, and it might be very frustrating up until you do that. But once you start, once you get it, then you can, you could pound nails all day long. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, I get that way. I haven't edited big projects in a long, long time, but when I was doing video editing for short films and sketch, sketches and whatnot, I would, I would totally get into a flow state, you know, where I'm just like going like frame by frame and, and just being really, really, um, uh, like particular and it's, it's a great feeling. Um, and, mm -hmm. and being so involved and even though it takes forever and it is laborious, I, I found, um, I find it was so much fun. And if I were to start again, I would probably want to be an editor. Um, I think, I think that the key is to be in the moment and to have your mind be completely, um, enveloped by the task at hand. I think that's the, the sort of secret and you're no longer thinking about yourself. I think I haven't read this book though, but I, I suspect that, but I don't think that there's that many sort of, uh, really mindsets, you know, there's self-consciousness and, and then there's unconsciousness. John and then is, there's John is squeezing his head right now, trying to get the ideas. I'm, what out I'm of trying his... to look, I'm trying to look like a Klingon. Yeah, it's is working. What I'm trying to do. I thought you were trying to squeeze <clears throat> ideas out of your brain. Uh, JP says that um, asks if we saw the Banshees of Inishirin. One interpretation I've heard of the central conflict, and, and it's about two close friends um, played by mm -hmm. uh, Colin Farrell and and um, what's his name. Um, Gleason, Brendan Gleason, who has COVID as well right now. Um, he does. Yeah, he missed the Golden Globes. I think. Uh, I should or not have made out with that guy. It was right after the Golden Globes. I forget. Um, but he says um, one of the central conflicts is purported to be um, it's a late in life musician struggling with whether his lifetime of artistic pursuits has meant anything more than his contented drinking buddy. And, and that's kind of what we're talking about. That's actually really interesting. Spoil, uh, sorry if I spoiled it. I, actually, I didn't know that's what it was about, but it makes sense. Um, it, these two um, old friends, one of them decides not to be a friend with, friends with the other person. I, I really want to see it. Mark, Martin McDonough is a great writer, and uh, he, he did um, In Bruges and uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, or whatever it's called. And I, I think that's a, that's a really legitimate discussion to have. It's like, what is, um, when we have these lofty pursuits and, and it kind of goes to what we've talked about in the past about like, you know, when I quit being an actor and like, oh, it felt like I was quitting some sort of great artistic endeavor of selling toothpaste on to, you know, TV commercials, which is like arguably like it's a, 
that's obviously wasn't the goal, but that's basically what I was doing for for a living, which is not a bad living when you can make it happen consistently, but it's it's a tough living. Uh, but now I get to, I would argue that I get to do things that are, that give me the opportunity to get in that flow state a lot more often. And it's, I find that much more satisfying. And I just broke John. Yes. Yeah, finally. So here's the thing is like, what do you want to do with your life? What would you rather do with your life? Right. And here, let me give you two extremes. Would you rather have uh, um, people uh, have uh, nobody know who you are, but everybody, who, hardly anybody knows who you are, but the people who do know you um, felt that you were a, uh, a good friend that they could count on? Or would you rather be Pablo Picasso, who um, everybody called an asshole? Despite he was never called Jonathan an asshole. Richmond's, no, that wasn't true. He was, he was never, never called, called an, an asshole, asshole to his friend. But no, no, that's you see that that's the thing. That's the ironic thing about that song is that Pablo Picasso was pretty much a terrible person. But he drove around let's in just his say, Eldorado. Uh, let's let's let me just let me just, just 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 for the sake of argument, okay. I don't I think. Let's just say, would you rather be a, a famous artist who was a complete jerk to everyone and was really unhappy all the time, and that's what made them great because they were completely dissatisfied, and they they were both a um, a narcissist and also completely unhappy with everything that they did, and they were also a psychopath and a sociopath. Or would you rather be uh, completely unfamous and um, have the the nine people who were in your life um, know you as a, a, a very, very nice person, very pleasant. What would you rather be? Yeah, that that is a a question that I posed to expecting <clears throat> my friends who are expecting kids. Like, would you rather have uh, a successful asshole as a kid or a happy, pleasant, like nobody, not nobody, but um, somebody who's happy and pleasant to be around and not as um like successful in the in the traditional metrics of 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 career and f financial gain that's that, that that's an interesting question you never asked me and i'll tell you what i what i want is i want a really pleasant person until they leave the house and then i want them to turn into a success-oriented <laughs> psychopath who becomes incredibly successful and buys these several houses because they already have 20. I love it. That's what I would want. That's a, that's the greatest answer. I, that's I, I mean, I, I'm, I have my own streak of narcissism that we all have to some degree. Uh, and mm -hmm. it's fun like to, to be recognized for things, but um, I, I go, come back to like just wanting to be around family and friends and then, enjoying those flow states where I can find them and being able to pay my bills. You know, that ultimately is like where I am right now in my ambitions, you know? So if, if doing things that I find satisfying and enjoyable with my time, if they happen to be like, bring me great remuneration and, and renown, great. But if not, then that's okay too. Yeah. Like what's the point? What's, what's life for? Right? Uh, What's life? What is life for? Is life 
And, and you know, people, you look at the people who are famous, and, and half of the people who are famous are famous for doing terrible things. Yeah, and, and you hear, you watch these stupid influencers, and they're just doing things for the sake of being famous, and they're not, I, I just don't find that at all, uh, I mean, meaningful is, is sort of arbitrary. I mean, that's, I just don't find that interesting, I guess. Um, but I find, you know, the, the person, like Jimmy Kimmel had some guy, uh, he brought on the show who was like really into like putting butter on popcorn at, at the movie, his movie theater job. And it looked really, he looked like he was really enjoying himself and he had a great attitude and, and he was good at it. And like, wow, that, mm -hmm. that, I found that much more interesting than watching um, an quote unquote influencer telling me how I could be richer and, you know, all that stuff. Be a yeah, I heard I heard this podcast um, uh, of this guy, um, and he he interviews uh, people who are pleasant. And um, it, I forget the name of the podcast, and I forget almost all the episodes. Thanks for joining us on on <laughs> Senility Weekly. I listen to it as I fall asleep. It really is summer. Oh You're just bringing it's terrific and summer. Oh, John brings the gold week after week after week. <laughs> sort of this vague, glimmering mica. Um, so getting back to, to what we were talking about early, or earlier with John Paul, uh, or John Paul, JP, um, I don't know if that, what does JP stand for? You don't need to tell us. Just produced. Jeff produced. All right. No, Jeff. Just produced. Okay. Yeah. Um, JP, what is constantly uh... prodding? Okay. Uh, what are you going to play next after after um, Hades? Um, I'm very interested in knowing. I've got you know like they, they give all these games for free uh, online. I'm sure they're getting something from me, but like I counted, I have like two hundred and two hundred games from Epic Games that I've. I've played like one of them, but they every week they give like one or two away. How do you play games when you your 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 computer costs like seventeen dollars? Um, I don't know. I don't play it very well. Um, but no. All I, right. So I've got a laptop, and I uh, I now have time. So if I've got a Mac laptop, if there's any games that I should play. Please let me know. I'm going to try and start playing. I really like the first-person shooters. And if anybody who's out there remembers um, Quake. Oh, yeah. There, there are tons of... You can play Dishonored. You might like a Dishonored. Oh, that's not on Mac. Um, but yeah, that's... I just want a Mac. Mac, I don't want to get any emulator crap because it's just not It's not worth it. Oh. So just a Mac, a Mac game, first-person shooter that's not for-play. We don't have to play with anybody else. All right, I've been playing uh, the uh, escape rooms with Dan Etheridge online. That's been really fun. Yeah, yeah. Don't get, don't call me. I don't want to play with you guys. Okay. Make sure you never call me and okay. don't involve me because I would, I wouldn't be have any fun doing that with you. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, you're welcome. Keep keep that in mind. All right. Well, it's funny. Like, Jerks. you never came up when we were talking about it. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, so, I know. I know. I know. I know where I rank in your mind. Yeah. 
but it, it is somewhere crazy. below your 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 uncle. But now he's gone, so now you should call Aww, me. Poor Uncle Al. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, if you go to the Mohai Museum in Seattle, Washington, you can go visit his race car. Where is that? It's by right, the way. It's right on Lake Union. It's this beautiful, beautiful. It's the Museum of History and Industry. Oh yeah, yeah. I never went there. Yeah. When I lived there, that's really cool. So it's it's on it's yeah. in the permanent collection, but it, they just brought it out for circulation, as if they presaged his passing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I so, think that's why you mentioned that, that they brought it out, like you mentioned him like uh, a year and a half ago, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So that's how I know you had a cool uncle because you don't you don't talk about cool your cool things. relatives. Uh, it, are there any? cooperative games that people play i'm just curious um and they have to be mac compatible because uh john only has a mac i mean dan only has a mac um what um, well, um you know to play with dan <clears throat> well maybe we'll invite you oh, oh that'd be nice so okay um jp said the latest thing i'm playing right now uh is the last of us Oh, The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. that's. Um, I thought that was just a PS4, PS5 game. Is that is that what it is? Um, I've been meaning to play that. It's supposed to be fantastic, and they just mm -hmm. premiered the live action show on. Oh, really? Yeah, on HBO. Hobo. and it it's with pa Pedro Pascal. Yeah, and uh, someone from Game of Thrones plays the the female lead um yeah you know the one that that like originally they um modeled the character after elliot page and she sued them or they sued them and they had wait, they, wait, the who? character model you mean last of us yeah yeah and they had to redesign the character so it didn't look as much as elliot page when they were ellen page Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It was like it was pretty and she, obvious. And found out they found out that they did that. Well, you you couldn't not see it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I I just watched the first episode today. I unfortunately I didn't watch it as closely as I want, so I'm, I'll watch it again. But it looked. You amazing. didn't really watch it. You turned it on and did something else. It was. It looked amazing. It looked really, really good and violent and um, just uh, like it, it. It starts off like it, it. The actual game takes place five years after this outbreak happened, but they. Yeah. They get into the initial outbreak and and it's pretty intense. Very intense show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the the reviews have been really really good and um, yeah. So listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on this because I've really had enough of zombies. So will you let me know if it's good? Okay, okay. Because I if it's really good, then because I'm just you know, I thought that 28 days later was enough, and that was uh, a decade and a half ago. Yeah, I think this is a little more about the relationship between these two characters. Um, the lead who lost his daughter, the the older guy who lost his daughter, and then the the young uh, woman who's just um, just very strong willed, and it's it's yeah, but she's got some kind of special thing about her blood. I know that from the oh. from the game. From the game. My, my 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 son told me about it. Ah, all right. He played that game. He said it was great. 
All right. I mean, everybody knows that, right? Did I ruin it for everybody? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I ruined it for you? Uh, you didn't ruin it. Like, spoilers don't ruin things for me. Like, things that are good are good, you know? Like, even if, they, if it, you spoil a surprise, you know, I can still appreciate it. The Last of Us 2 is supposed to be really, um, well, not supposed to be. It, it was very divisive uh, when it came out. Why? Um, Somebody but, died at the beginning, right? Yeah, I think it was because people died and there was like a strong, too many strong woman characters that upset a lot of <clears throat> male players. I think. Really? Does that really happen? Yeah, it happens, it happens all the time. Stupid. It happens like... Uh, people are stupid. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so JP... Jordan, Jordan Peterson, is that the guy's name? J Jordan Peterson Cutter, yes. JP Cutter. And No! Yeah. You you nailed it. You nailed it, John. Finally, like tenth time is yeah. the charm. Finally, I finally nailed something. Yeah, Ty Tyson said Far, Far Cry Two is good. Um, it's a good starter for what that is series. That, or is it great games that I should? Uh, it's a first find. first player shooter game. Borderlands is is a really fun game too. Um, I played <clears> that, and they're turning that into a, a movie. Eli Roth is directing. And um, that should be interesting. And uh, Slime Rancher, Tyson says, is pretty charming. If you would like a lower-intensity FPS-style game, I think that's where John is right now. John, enjoy Slime Rancher. You know, it's sort of at your pace. Well, your condescension is really mm. puckering my head. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I hear you, and I appreciate oh. your opinion. Oh. So well-formed. Uh, Ty, uh, JP says playing the 2014 Last of Us um, oh re remaster on the PS Pro PS4 Pro the um, oh it, the it hits the PC in March there we go lame timing for PC gamers who also watch Prestige TV that's uh, that's a lot of us out there thanks thanks Sony PlayStation Game Labs or whatever they're called uh, cool. All right. Well, there we are, everybody. Um, we've solved video games and TV. So, yeah, I've also been watching, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Alice in Borderlands. That's a really fun game. I think you would like that. A movie. You would like that. Or, I'm sorry, TV show on Netflix. Japanese TV show. It's... Uh, yeah, I watched I watched some of it. I watched, yeah. I thought it was really good, but I, it, was, it felt a little uh, like I'd seen it before, so... I'd, uh, I stopped. I mean, this, you know, this. What this... haven't you seen before, though? That's a thing. No, I, I know. I know. Well, I, you know, what I've, I've, uh, I sort of, I've been binge watching 30 Rock. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. I, I am always binge watching 30 Rock when I'm. Cooking. Oh, my God. I just turn on 30 Rock and it is just nonstop joke after joke after joke. It very, 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 very funny and very clever in its funniness and very funny. And it's pretty, uh, it, it touches on a lot of uh, sort of tenuous subjects that would not play well today. It would be canceled today. Right. They would be canceled today, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, well, but, I, think, but, mm. I don't, but see, I don't think any of it is done with malice. I think they're pointing, no. they're pointing out like a lot of cultural differences and just I don't know just weird oddities in the world and they do it with in an unforgiving 
or I'm not unforgiving, but uh, just unabashed way. And I, I think it's, it's great. And I'm glad it, they have not censored. It. I, I, I see, you know, it, there's a lot of people um, like family guy would say, well, we make fun of everybody and, but they don't, but actually 30 rock makes fun of everybody. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> they, they make fun of people and groups and thoughts and ideas in a much more clever way than any other show. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's an awesome, awesome show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I've been. That's what I've been watching. But um, yeah. So Alice in Borderlands. God, the the the, the there's so many things that happen in the first first uh, the first episode that um that was just incredible in in terms of filmmaking. Like you know, a, a single shot that starts out with the entire city being populated, and then they come back out like five minutes later, and the entire city is empty and it's a continuous shot yeah it goes into the bathroom and and this is things like that and this is shinjuku which if you've been to, to or ever seen any uh any movie that takes place in japan it's the busiest like pedestrian intersection that that's there and in in tokyo yeah in tokyo and it's, a, yeah, I mean, it's you impossible see, we see like thousands of people crossing the street at the same time it's that one and then it is done in one shot it's a fantastic shot and but apparently John's seen it before, so he wasn't that impressed. Um, no, it wasn't. It was. It's just that. It's just that there was a. It then became a game, and I was and I just seen something else. It wasn't. Maybe even it wasn't Squid Game. It was something else that I just seen that was felt like I was watching the same thing again. It's so very I stopped. Much, so I'll, I'll watch it. It's very much like a thoughtful um, Japanese manga, which is I think it. It was well, that's the source material. It's like there are mm -hmm. all these very nerdy sort of strategic-y sort of, um, you know, game-playing mangas out there. And mm -hmm. and it, it's in that line, but it's just done really well. And they, yeah, they they put some good money into it, to, and it and it paid off. Um, but with that in mind, oh, yeah, so if you have things that you're binge-watching, let us know. Oh, started Love, Death, and Robots over the weekend. Uh, JP yeah. did. And oh, you just started it, or the new season? Uh, uh, they have three seasons out now. I uh, JP just started it over the weekend, and it's really yeah. cool. I've been watching on Quarter Crew, that's a YouTube channel where they've had a couple of the effects guys from there in, in various weeks talking about it, and it's just it, it's truly a, like this labor of love creating this these shorts, and there so much goes into it, and um, I'm grateful that there's just an avenue for really creative animators out there that will hit yeah. the, that hits the mainstream. I have yet to watch I think I've watched one of them, but um I don't know where to start. I guess I should start with season 1. Go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think I watched I think I watched most of season 1 or I didn't watch any of them. I don't really, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, JP finished. <laughs> JP, My mind is gone. JP finished uh, season two of Alice in Borderland, and he said it was had a lot of high points. Interested in see if there's a season three. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm gonna pivot from TV and video games, and then uh, because I feel like your brother was so much fun. Uh, so thank him again for for doing. Oh, he's the, the he's the better looking, funnier. Um... 
smarter, uh, more talented uh, yes. person in my family. But with no, with no knowledge of pop culture. So it's like, why are you on this podcast? You know? Um, Who, him or me? Him, him. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah, all he cares about is uh, folk music. Yeah, and family and recording sound, creating yeah, culture. No. Uh, yeah. So what was the last mo- Have you seen any movies in the theater, by the way? Uh, um, um, Avatar? Um, Is that the last one you saw? I did see, I did see Avatar. Yeah. I saw Avatar. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, I saw Avatar. Man, you know, did I tell you about the Sylvain rule? Mm, I'm scared to ask. We haven't, we haven't had, yeah, so this is, this is my new project, right? I want everybody to, this is the thing, the Sylvain rule. And this, the Sylvain rule says, oh, I said, I mentioned it with, uh, with, uh, uh, Dan right here. The Sylvain rule is, um, any, every movie that is over two hours would be better if it was under two hours. If it was two hours, or and there's there's only there's like four exceptions, and two and and three of them are directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and the other one is the original uh, Pulp Fiction. Every other movie that is longer, so Godfather, Godfather Two, and Apocalypse Now, they can stay at three hours, over three hours, over two hours, and Pulp Fiction over two hours. Everything else, including every movie that every other movie that Quentin Tarantino made. Um, should be under if they if they made it under two hours. Uh, uh, Avatar Avatar would have been so, so fucking good if it was two hours long. If they they cut out, did you see it? Oh no no, I I don't have three hours to spare. No I I, no. I, I plan to I plan to. I, I'm kidding. It's 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 it it is it, it would be so good if they said you know it has to be two hours. We should they, there's an entire one or two family members of the blue family that could be eliminated and condensed. There's a whole bunch, there's a number of sequences that are saying exactly the same thing. And if they said, we read it and said, you know, this is exactly saying exactly the same thing as these other two sequences. You take those things and all of a sudden you have a, a tight, like hour and, and, and 45 minute movie that is just blows you away. It would have made a gazillion dollars instead, instead of, of just feeling a, a, zillion dollars well it would instead of feeling i mean i don't it did it it certainly didn't make its money back because the entire country was covered with snow the the, the weekend it came out and and uh and then something else and then you know japan i mean that's japan sorry you China racist motherfucker locked, racist motherfucker went into covid lockdown so i mean it couldn't have it had to make a, it had to make a billion dollars in its opening weekend to break even and uh, or something crazy like that, and it, it but anyway, if, if it had been short, if it had been like because it really is repetitive and too long, and um, what did the my wife said it was um, just uh, astonishingly uh, self indulgent, uh, yeah, it but it is on track to make two billion dollars worldwide, so oh, there it's, you go. I mean, it's. It's just every and every every. I mean, almost. I, I don't think it's possible for like the uh, Avengers Endgame to have been under two hours, but it could have been better if it was shorter, um, because they had too many storylines to the, sort of wrap up. Yeah, everything, but everything, almost everything that's over two hours is 
there's too much in it. But this and is just about they, like this about Jake. It's just Jake and his family. It's not a, like a bunch of other families, you know. And, no, but it's yeah, it's no, exactly. I mean, and there's stuff my, that. But the thing is that that's frustrating is that like there's no there are no checks on James Cameron. So he's like, see, I made two billion dollars. I must be doing something right. And well, I don't know. It's really hard to figure out what he's doing right, except that he's uh, he's, he's extremely um, self indulgent. He's making two billion dollars at the box it, office. Who else is doing that? Who I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, I I I, mean, I, I agree. I agree with you, John. I just don't think that there that's going to change with Avatar three, four, and five. You know, which is no, a no, I don't want things to change. I just want people to to say. The Sylvain rule says that uh, movies should yeah. be two hours long. Well, okay, I have three words for you: the right stuff. Okay, that's 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 the fifth movie that. Uh, okay. Although I think the right stuff would have been better if it was two hours. Um, it's like three and a half hour, three hours and fifteen minutes, three hours and fourteen minutes. I think. All right, maybe the right. Okay, there's five. There's five okay. movies right. that are uh, that are. Okay. But every other movie that you mention, it's over two hours. I guarantee you would be better if it was two hours long. Showa. Showa would be. I didn't see Showa, so I can't judge. You know why I didn't see Showa? Because it's too goddamn long <laughs> and too depressing, and life is too short. I already know that people are horrible. Okay. I don't really need to watch something that's fifteen hours long to prove it to me. Uh, what about the movie? Um, uh, what is it called? Four stars. Four stars. That's a movie rating. <laughs> no, no. This is a uh, or or um. This is a movie that Andy Warhol did that consists of twenty five hours of film. Fuck you, Andy Warhol. No, I think everything that Andy Warhol made as an experiment, um, he should not get credit for. It should not. Everything I I think that Andy Warhol was pretty good. Um, um painter and uh, a, a theorist, but we shouldn't really think of his work as actually work. As enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Well, certainly not his film stuff. I okay. mean, there's a movie, he made a movie called Sleep, which is eight hours long. And guess what it was about? Uh, yeah, he did one called Empire that's like 28 uh, hours, 485 minutes of the Empire State Building in slow motion. So, um, but anyhow, we, we have, I, I do want to see Avatar and I do want to see Megan. No, I'm sorry, Mithrigan. Um Mithrigan in the. Uh, no, really? Oh yeah, yeah. That that looks like. Oh, a lot of fun. it looks so scary. Oh, but it looks fun. Um, it's got a. Dance. Oh, I don't want to see scary it's movies. It's got a dance in it. So I was looking at the movies that are coming. Well, that's why I didn't see the the uh, the 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 Inishman movie because I hear that fingers get cut off. John, why are you saying that? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, the one with uh, Brendan Gleeson yeah, and uh, but the other Why guy. are you spoiling the fucking plot? Because it was in the review. But they spoil plots all the time. Why are you spoiling the plot? Because I'm explaining why I didn't want to see it, because I don't want to see people's fingers get cut off. Okay, stop talking about the plot. Of the movie? The, the, the movie that where they're based on an oh. island and Brendan Gleeson um, okay. wants to finish. I'm. I'm what? I'm. You cannot finish. I'm not letting you finish. You you, you cannot, cannot finish. finish. You cannot finish you about the you banshee cannot the finish. A lot of the the banshees of Inishman. Inish, in, cannot. All right, I'll, I'll I'll stop ruining it in the movie. 
Oh, you dick. I, I can't believe you did that. I, well, now I don't. Now I'm not going to see it. Thanks. Um, You're welcome. All right. But, you know, the horrific things happen, John. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's like Magic Mike. That happened. Oh, so anyhow, I was going through the the list of of movies to come out in 2023, and I just went through the list, and it's like all, it's all existing IP sequels, remakes. You know, there's nothing. They're, they're all very few things original, unless they're directed by Martin Scorsese, or uh, you know, a, a, that level of director. So. Um, in February, we've got Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, is it? Yeah, be that looks strangely awesome? high quality. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here those movies are great, and Steven Soderbergh's a great director. I'm, I'm all for it. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, Peyton Reed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't. I will see it. Of course, I'll see it, but it doesn't excite me. Um, Bill Murray's going to be in that. Um, does that? Are, are you weirded about out by Bill Murray? You know, all these no. stories about him being abusive on sets. Abusive? No, I, I don't. I, 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 we talked about this before, and I, I thought that that was kind of historically known. Okay. That he was a weirdo, a jerk, and a yeah. person, a mean person. I mean, he was really mean to somebody, uh, uh, the guy, you know, he's, yeah, he's just a mean guy. All right. Yeah. Funny, though. Uh, Creed 3. Yeah, he is very funny. Creed 3. What? Creed yeah. three, directed by Michael B. Jordan. I oh, know, uh, directing himself. All right, I want you to look really hot in this shot. Okay, I can do that. Okay, now I can't hit help, that guy. I can't help but do that. Yeah, and by the way, uh, don't get hit. <laughs> done and done. Um, Scream six is coming out. So see, it's just one thing after another. Though, the, oh, oh, here's um, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. David Sandberg, director. Like he's such a cool director. I will see that. The first one was really good. And Zach Levi is is just an entertaining fella. Um, John Wick Chapter Four. Look, I mean, just like it's it's so such a bummer. Oh, well, here's one. Okay, sixty five. This is with Adam Driver. This is um, the writing team who did A Quiet Place. They did this science fiction thing with uh, Adam Driver. It looks pretty cool. So, okay, that's one movie that sounds interesting. Then oh, they, you know what I saw? White Noise with Adam Driver, the okay. uh, movie, we, but we Tom DeLillo. We can get back to that when we get through oh, the, okay. the, the, the slate. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves, directed by... That's not a sequel. I know, but it's existing IP. Oh, I know. Yeah, and that's uh, directed what do you want? by Dr. Francis Daly, uh, who was in... That Freaks, looks like fun. He was in Freaks and Geeks. Um, uh, yeah. Owlbear, man. Owlbear, yeah. man. I wanted, Fan service. Love it. I wanted to do one years ago where it was it would be Dungeons and Dragons except essentially the same thing as Jumanji that where they the characters were actually teenagers you know and they were sort of mismatched but I mean that's there just... was a there was a there was a cartoon version that was sort of like that oh, yeah. and there was a movie where the guys got the got the rights to make a Dungeons and Dragons movie from um, TSR technical TSR and and they bought the rights for like five thousand dollars. They had no idea what they were doing, and they ended up making the movie. And it was apparently just just horrifically bad, sort of like you know Fantastic Four, uh, Roger Corman bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I well I don't know how I feel about Dungeons and Dragons as a movie, as a serious movie. I would much rather see it as Q 
kids playing the game as opposed to the actual characters being themselves. Is that bad? Well, have you have you seen? Yeah, no, I think you're wrong. Um, have you seen? <laughs> it's a role playing game. It yeah. should be. It should be. I know, but I want to see, and... see kids role playing though. That's the thing. Well, it looks really silly. Okay, well, silly's good. I'm I'm all for silly. It looks really hilarious. Have you seen the trailer for it? Um, I'll watch it after this show. Uh, so. Oh my god, it's just. I mean, if you've ever played, and by the way, I, this is I played Dungeons and Dragons before it was geeky. Oh. All right, that's how long ago I said you mentioned that I played last. Dungeons you you mentioned that like, cool. last week, just not not like not seven days ago. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good line, so I thought I'd repeat it. Oh yeah, yeah. Besides, I had COVID, so I don't remember what I said last. Yeah, you've got COVID brain. He's had it for the past half century. Uh, before he had pre-COVID COVID brain. I had COVID before it was, was cool. It yeah, uh, Super Super Mario Brothers. Chris Pratt as Super Mario himself. Yeah, yeah, that also looks strangely good. Okay, that that comes out in April. Then we got the Evil. Seen... Oh, go ahead. Have you seen the trailer for that? No, no. I mean, there was a, that big well, uproar it, it, about. It looks like. Chris Pratt huh? playing an Italian American plumber. <laughs> no, there wasn't really. Yeah, I mean, who cares? No, you're kidding me. I, I mean, there's... the character yes. itself is ridiculous. Um, yes, that there was not. There was not really people. I that is, that's a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll watch that trailer after this too, and then Evil Dead Rise. I'll I'll see that. That looks pretty cool. Um. And uh, yeah, that that's a, an Evil Dead franchise one. Then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy in May, Volume Three. You, you still... Well, yeah, and that one that Chris Pratt's playing a the 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 son of a planet. I mean, and he's not the son of a planet. That's, that's such not bullshit. Fair. It's such bullshit. Like I it don't, I don't believe bullshit. it. I don't believe it. Um, yeah, and and uh, and David Bautista is playing an alien, and he's not an alien. Fast Ten. Uh, little. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I still haven't seen one of those. Oh, well, you're missing out. Um, then you've got the Little Mermaid remake, which everyone was really mad about as well, because how dare why, you? Have... Why are they mad about that? Because you had a, a person of color playing um, an African-American woman playing Ariel, when clearly Hans, Ariel? Hans Christian Ariel Anderson played... did not want that in his movie adaptation. No, she, Ariel should be played by a mermaid. This is bullshit. Yep. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse that comes out in June. Again, another pre-existing thing. I'm I'm excited for it, but I'm I'm it's it's just the lack of originality is is just a bummer. Uh, you got Transformers: Rise of the Beast, The Flash, uh, directed by Andy Muschietti. Muschietti. Sorry, Eliza Miller. Um, right, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yep. Who's uh, all kinds of troublesome. Yep. Yep. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The, oh, they named it? The Dial of Destiny. Oh, is it about a watch? It's about a, a watch. It is about it's about an egg timer. And <laughs> an egg, a very, very important egg, uh, egg timer. The, the, the reason I'm excited about this is because it's directed by James Mangold, who I think is, is very talented. I, I like he did uh, Logan and... Um, you know he's he's a very yeah. talented director, so that's something that gives me hope. Um, and Fever Waller Bridge is in it, so that'll be cool. Uh, yeah, I'll, well, I'll see it. I mean, I'm skeptical, but um, but I'm hopeful because it has uh, 
different different uh, people touching it. Um, another touching it, playing with it. Another Mission Impossible movie coming in July. I'm always thank goodness. I always Finally. I always love the Mission Impossible movies. Um, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan. See, there's there's that's when you get yep. into yep. Spielberg and Nolan are the ones who can do original content. No one else. <clears throat> uh, then you've got the Marvels coming in. The the uh, you know the Ms. Marvel meets Captain Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you got Roosevelt. Directed by you know with uh, DiCaprio as Roosevelt, FDR. Oh, yeah, and that's uh, directed, by, directed by, by who? Scorsese. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig. That I'm excited for. That should be really good um, because that's also co-written by Noam Baumbach, which who directed. Wrote and directed White Noise, which we'll get back to in just a second. Yeah. And Blue Beetle, uh, I didn't know was happening. That's going to be cool. Uh, Blue Beetle's a, a pretty cool character. Steve Ditko, I think, created Blue Beetle. Is that right? Um, let me check that. I don't know. Mm, Blue Beetle. Oh, no, it's just a car. Um, Blue oh, Beetle. Yeah. Who think that's Steve Ditko? All right, well. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever know the truth. Based on blue. Oh no! It, you are correct. It's Charles Nicholas Wojkowski. Wojkowski, who also co-founded Flow. Um, no, that's a joke. But because it's a name I couldn't pronounce. Blue Beetle is uh, off-brand, um, non-DC, non-Marvel, like Image Comics. Am I wrong? Uh, I think it you're right. I think you're right. It, Doesn't uh, matter. Okay. It's a Fox feature comic. The exploits of Blue yeah. Beetle. Mm-hmm. 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 Ah, um, sorry. Uh, did you ever read it? But it, it eventually came over yeah. to DC Comics. Yeah, I don't I read it like once or twice. It, it's uh yep. Okay, so uh, I think I read it when it was in the sixties. It was plotted and drawn by Steve Ditko. Um, uh-huh. in, in 1966, so uh, yeah. and in the 60s, so that's probably what I'm thinking of because I always found his drawing really creepy and really yeah, it kind of gave me nightmares. So mm-hmm. thanks, Steve. Um, then we've got the Nun two, you know, because and another Quiet Place is coming out. Craven the. Hunter. Are you going through the entire year just to prove I'm, that the I'm, I'm the Exorcist. The, uh, there aren't any original ideas. What the, the Exorcist done by Devin Gordon Green because ruining Halloween wasn't enough, and uh, Dune Part Two, Hunger Games prequel, Wonka with Timothée Chalamet. Hunger Games prequel. Timothée Chalamet Jesus playing Christ. a young Wonka. Uh, the color pu- what? purple. What? Color what? Purple is coming back. It's a musical. Oh, a Ghostbusters. I guess the musical is supposed to be better than the uh, than the movie. Yeah, you got Fantasia Barino from uh, from what? She was in uh, you know the oh the the America's Got American Idol. She was a winner. American Idol, Fantasia. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. So uh, Jesus, I thought that was that she was that was like the second season. That was four hundred years ago. Uh, you've got a uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Jason, really? Jason Reitman back on back in on the on the case. I thought nobody went and saw that. And you've got Aquaman and Lost Kingdom in uh, oh, the end God. of the year. So are, are we? Is that is that was that the entire year? 
yeah, pretty much. I mean, there there are obviously more, but those are the highlights. You, uh, there's also, oh, I forgot to mention Legally Blonde three. So you know, all these great great movies that that you've mm -hmm. seen once and you can see them again with an extra number so at the end. Just went through the list of things that everybody is excited about because they are all known IP. So you probably just went through a list that was almost all known IP except for the movie by Christopher Nolan, which everybody knows is going to be about Oppenheimer, but it's going to be a time travel kind of thing because that's the only thing that he does unless it's a Batman movie. So it's not, I mean, first of all, it's absolutely true that Hollywood is completely adverse to anything that is not known IP. In I'm fact, sorry, John Levy made two movies there, this past year, and what? he was so excited because they were both original IP, and they were basically, and Ryan Reynolds was in both of them, and nobody went and saw them, and uh, they were both pretty good, but they were like the only original IP of the entire year, and that's, it's just crazy. But there's got to be original movies. They just weren't in that list that you exhaustively read. Thank you so much for going through that entire list, Marty. Well, I'm going to go through the list. I'm going to go through the box office list. from. I'm going to go through the box office list of 2022. So you can hear about all the... But, okay, here's my question then, John. Please, please don't. Okay, in the top 20 of of uh the box office there almost everyone but like three are existing ip or sequels yes so my yes. question to you is are do any of those movies excite you which of that list that you just gave well don't say it with that tone because I, I don't appreciate what? Your tone. What? what what tone am i supposed to be you just spoke for literally 12 minutes and you listed off like 45 movies, and I'm excited for all of them. Just name one that excited you, that genuinely I'm excited, excited for, you. I'm really excited for Ant-Man. It looks Ant really cool. It's actually three hours long. No, it's not. It is, it is. I hope to... Really? No, is it? it's not three hours long. Well, it could be. Man, there's no limits on these things nowadays. If it's three hours long, I might not go see it. I'm, I'm kind of excited for the Marvels. Um, and I'm basically excited for, I totally think that Spider-Man movie is going to be great. Um, I'm really intrigued by Oppenheimer, although there are about four or five other characters involved historically with the invention of the atomic bomb, um, who are more interesting than Oppenheimer. He might be the least interesting person who was involved in the atomic bomb and his story is most well known. Um, so, and, but Christopher Nolan, uh, is, uh, I'm not as big a fan as almost everybody else on earth, but I, I do think that he's an interesting filmmaker. I really could have lived without whatever that was, Tenants or Tenet or whatever the heck that movie was. That, that was a bit too far for me. But, um, let's see, what else? Do you want me to go through uh, the list again? I'll go through the list again. No, this please, is, no, for no, the no, love no, of God, okay. no. No, um, why don't you just come so, over here and shoot me in the head instead? So, um, I really am not interested. I mean, the FDR movie, um, I bet you that's going to end up being really good. But uh, I really, just the idea of Scorsese and um, DiCaprio getting together and doing another movie at all or doing a movie about a historical figure just makes my teeth ache. Um, um, and... Uh, 
Well, Bill I'm Murray really, played I mean, FDR. Who? Bill Murray. In, in, Bill Murray played FDR yeah, when? In Hyde Park on Hudson. And <laughs> when was that? that came was that at, during was that was that during the, the period of time when he was trying to be a serious actor when he played what was the other one? The the Bernard Malamud movie that he was Razor's in? Edge. Ra- Razor's Edge. Yeah, yeah. That was the one for me, one for them thing that that's apparently what why he did blo- uh, uh Ghostbusters. Apparently. Um because he got to do Razor's Edge. Yeah. Um, and then they said, no more for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies that I'm uh, I'm inter- I, it, uh, I'm excited about. Uh, I thought I think those are the ones that really stood out. I, I mean, just because they're, they're coming up soon. I mean, last night I just was looking at like when when is there going to be another Marvel movie slash Marvel series? I'm kind of I'm kind of a little bit jonesing for some for some superhero action um, and some science fiction stuff. I'm really excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that James Gunn is um, pretty hilarious. I was not... I was a little disappointed by the holiday special, um, but it wasn't awful. Yeah, it was It was, uh, it was yeah. right in line with the Star Wars special. Like, like. No, it wasn't that bad. Well, no, in terms of its earnestness and cheese like yeah it was, I mean, it was pretty good. like it, it embraced that it, it it yeah it embraced the exercise of making something sort of um treacly and fun and silly and you know just a trifle and i thought it i thought it totally succeeded on that on that level so i was i was i enjoyed you know that. you know speaking of david bautista and his strange head um i was uh, a movie that's not on that list that i'm I'm intrigued by. I probably won't see it because I'll hear it's terrible. But is the house, the cabin in the woods, or whatever it is, by uh, M. Night Shyamalan? No, cabin in the woods is done by Drew. Uh, what's his name? Drew something. Not the cabin in the, the the new movie that's uh, oh, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, 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 with Dave Bautista. Knock on the knock on the cabin door. Knock on the door or something. Knock at the cabin. It's knock at the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's that looks. Uh, I bet you that's. I bet you. I bet you that's something. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it could be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's so hard because I have to admit that um, M. Night Shyamalan is a very gripping storyteller. He's a very good storyteller. He swings for the fences. He swings and for sometimes the he strikes out. Re- I mean, often. I think he has seventy-five percent of the time. He strikes out really bad. Yeah, but this and time think, but, you've got Ron Weasley in it, so it's got to be something. You got, um, you know, yeah. Um. Oh, and then what's the? There's another movie that has an. Oh well, there's uh, Barbie has an has has an incredible cast. Um. Oh, I think it's Oppenheimer that has a cast that is that is insane. I was just wa- watching some video. There was some movie that's coming. I think it's Oppenheimer that just has a like, like everybody on Earth is in it. No Asian people. Um, no Asian people. Okay. Well, uh, there might be a reason for that, um, based on when it was set. But you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know why that stood out. K- 
Killian Murphy, Francis Pugh, Florence Pugh. I'm sorry, uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, that's the movie that Matt has, Damon has like every Rdj, uh, yeah. Rami Malek. Uh, so they have an Egyptian American in there, and Josh Hartnett, and uh, one of the Safdie brothers. So there you go. Um, yeah, so I I think that uh, I. I'm griping about the lack of originality, but I have to admit that I am interested in seeing a lot of those movies in that list. So bring it on, I say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me... Uh, yeah, so Tyson says that the Knock at the Cabin trailer is very unsettling. Yeah, it's about uh, basically Jonathan Graff and his husband. They have a kid and this group says we have to kill one of you to save humanity that is the trailer so i'm just spoiled it mm -hmm. and cut off your fingers um mm -hmm. and that's the that's the whole premise so mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you saw white noise this is a don delillo book that many mm -hmm. uh, lit crit people are like that movie is unadaptable but then uh, unadaptable the movie is an adaption of the book. Please, please, Marty, please. Okay, uh, that book is unadaptable, and um, and it's not a, an adaption. It's an adaptation. Um, please, Marty, please. <laughs> so uh, it, it's done by uh, what's his name? That's the director's name, uh, the Squid and the Whale guy, Noah Baumbach. Uh, Noah Baumbach. Right? Didn't you just say that? Yeah, and and his <clears throat> uh, wife is in it, and. Uh, then you've got Adam Driver, and I started watching it. Greta Gerwig is his wife. She's great. She's great. And I started watching it, and I was like, I don't want to watch anymore. So I watched like 20 minutes of it, and then I skipped to the end credits because that um, I heard was was worth watching, and that was, uh, it was all right. It's a music video at the end. What do you think? So you, what did I think? Did well, you read the I'm book? a fan of what you call historical... Lit, uh, hysterical, what is it called? Hysterical fiction? Is that what it's called? Um, it's basically Dom DeLillo and um, David Foster Wallace and um, Gravity's Rainbow Guy. What's his name? Tom Pynchon. Thomas Pynchon. Tommy you know, P. And I used to be, I used to be more of a uh, hysterical um, realism. Hysterical realism is what it's called. Um, it's, the, it's the genre, which is and it's funny because it's basically like, let me show you, it's by really fucking smart writers who, who use the plot to sort of show off at how fucking smart they are. And uh, it was something that really caught my attention when I was uh, a young person. And now I'm no longer impressed by somebody who just goes off and talks about how smart they are. As E.B. White famously said about Ulysses, Maybe it takes more than genius to keep my attention. Um, but uh, what what I really, what else did it take to grab E.B. White's attention? Good punctuation, proper punctuation. No, good spelling. It, uh, sentence, no good, sentence construction. A good story, a story with characters that you care about, which is actually harder to do than it is to right. just vomit everything that you've ever thought onto the page in really long sentences. Not necessarily harder just, to do. Just, I mean, just do it. Explain. He he wrote a book on on usage, you know. E. B. White? No, that's Strunken White. Yeah, he's half of that. He is. Are you sure? Jesus Christ! I thought E. B. E. B. White. White. E. B. White wrote Charlotte's Web. 
Okay. The Elements of Style, 4th edition, by William Strunk Jr. and E.B. White. Oh, good, Marty. You're right. You're correct. I'm glad you're correct. Great. Thanks a lot. You're not very good at being whatever you're trying to be right now. <laughs> Are you trying I to guess be... I'm not. Trying... I don't even know what I'm trying to be. Yeah. But anyway, that's why I was saying. Okay, Marty. You're right. That's... There you go. You're correct. Thank you. Anyway, um, you were asking my opinion, and now I don't want to give it to you. What, because I, I, you learned something today? That's right. <laughs> I'm against it. Did you, read, did you read White Noise then? So you liked it as, a, as an impressionable I man? I did. I did like, I read, I read the beginning of White Noise, and then, uh, and then I was bored times. by it. Um, yeah. Oh, so that's how I felt I really about the movie. Thought, I, really, I, really, I, I had a lot of fun with White Noise. Uh, and, um, I thought it was uh, a really good, um, sort of, uh, adaptation of that kind of literature, which I enjoy. Um, I didn't watch it in the movie theater. I watched it at home. I didn't watch it all the way through. And, um, I thought that, I thought the acting was fantastic. I thought all the characters were really interesting. And I thought it dealt with a lot of really interesting things and it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, um, it's not going to change your life. It's not gonna, you know, it's not the best movie ever made, but they don't move make movies like that very much. And yeah, uh, they, I was, I was kind of refreshingly, you know, this it was is different. This is probably the tail end of when um, Netflix gave has been giving directors uh, a lot of leeway to do whatever the hell they want to create, yeah. con to create content that nobody watches, which is uh, the yeah. problem. So yeah, there, there's a. a it's good because then you get to see movies that are interesting, uh, like the one he did before about uh, with Adam Driver, uh, Noah Baumbach, about the the marriage with Scarlett Johansson, which was pretty good. Um, um, do, do you see that one? Like, yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was that was awful. Um, I yeah, not not because it was bad art. It's just awful. It was hard hard watching for sure. Um, it was hard hard to watch but adam driver is uh just really great yeah he's, he's a great a really actor good. and and so is uh so is what's her name um greta gerwig, greta is gerwig. Really good. yeah so they're worth watching for sure and the or, or just skip to the end if you want to see a, uh, a no don't skip to the end if you, you if you don't if you don't watch the movie you don't deserve to watch the end no, you, you just you won't to appreciate the end. it I, I no no you didn't finish I'll the movie. What movie you didn't even finish the movie yeah. You said you didn't I finish did the watch movie. The, I watched the. I didn't watch it all at once. I watched the whole movie. Oh. You gotta listen. To, you gotta listen to what I say. It's very precise. I'm very careful about everything I say. Is very carefully crafted. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't wait for the adaption of your life story. The oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Especially the part about me being a secret agent for the Ottoman Empire. You know, you know what, you know what you should do if you want to watch the Fablemans, you should skip to the end and watch the last two minutes. All right, done. Did you see the Fablemans? No, I'm not going to watch the Fablemans. God, it's terrible. Oh my God. Oh, it's so bad. Oh God. Ah. Well, uh, next week our there guest. There should be a is... law. There should be some kind of law where they should not um let next week's um, guest Michelle Stephen Williams... 
Steven Spielberg will bad. not be show will not be appearing um, as as planned. Oh, thank God! I could not sit still. That guy, he could make anything, and he and he had Michelle Williams, and he just he just abused the privilege of having Michelle Williams in a movie. Mm. All right. She is a natural resource that should not be wasted. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but if you have a chance to watch the last few minutes of The Fablemans, it is worth the price of admission. And the worst, worst, worth the price of fast forwarding. Yeah, no, because that's a movie. That movie, if it had been under an hour, that would have been a good movie. All right. No. If it if it had been if it had been the last two minutes, it would have been a good movie. <clears throat> All right. Did you find the only thing interesting about it was that it was based on Steven Spielberg's life, and then you go, okay, well, that was not interesting. Did you find White Noise satisfying? Yeah, because I, I didn't. It was uh, unexpected. I didn't. Right. I didn't. I didn't have any expectations, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh my gosh. This is really snappy and clever, and uh, and oh, it's a Don DeLillo movie. Oh, that's right. This is that book. Oh my gosh, it's just who knows what's going to happen. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 unexpected things happen, and everybody continues to be consistently uh, weird and, and and interesting. And oh, it takes unexpected turns. Oh, the acting is too good. Oh, it's all good. Oh, oh, it's over. There you go. Then I recommended it to somebody, and they said, "Oh." They said, "Oh, I'm not seeing this." Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's it was, you know, I went and saw, um, speaking of Steven Spielberg, I was really lucky. I went and saw E.T. like the, the weekend it first opened, and there was that was back before there was a big marketing push for things, and there was a big expectation. We just went and saw it, and nobody, and it, it was just, nobody had said anything good about it or bad about it. We just went and saw it, and it was like, oh, wow, that was amazing. You know, so there's no, it was, it's really good to see a movie without any expectations. That's good. Okay. Or even bad. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> John is just spewing out the truisms. Um, let's see. I just want to go through a couple things. Oh, patronizing is the word. Okay. Um, that's, that's what you were, that's what you were trying to do. I, I, That's right. That's exactly what I was trying to do. I was trying to be patronizing. No, I was. I think I was trying to be sarcastic. And um, Tyson says, "I feel like Schizopolis would be a, worth a, another watch." And also, Jan Svankmeyer's uh, Alice. So that was, I believe, his um, adaptation of Alice in Wonderland from like the early '80s. And Schizopolis was like the uh <clears throat> early 90s or no late soderbergh, 80s soderbergh. soderbergh one man show um or one man performance a solo performance Did you see that i i <clears throat> didn't because i had things to do over the past 40 years <laughs> 35 years yeah. i had to have breakfast that day so i decided not to. yeah yeah but i i don't know i i actually really like steven soderbergh i think he does interesting things um so mm -hmm. yeah i'm i should not be so um blase about that um, no i think he's got a really good batting average yeah yeah i mean i even I saw like, that, that movie was it yeah what was it kafka what? no okay no it was 
It was earlier. It was like last year. It was anyway. Never mind. Okay, good one, John. Um, are you are you? Do you mean the one with Zoe Kravitz in it? Yeah. That one. Oh, that was you. You enjoyed that one. Yeah, I liked it. All right, it's on HBO right now. So, what's it called? It begins with a K. It's a two-syllable word that begins with a K. I'm looking it up, you jerky. What? I am DB dot com. Oh my god, you sound like such an old man right now. Wait, well, it's um. So why is the print so small? Where's my reading? My reading glass. You know, there's this internet thing that's really got yeah. a lot of good stuff on it. Mm. Mm. Oh, he directed Behind the Candelabra. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Here. All right. Let's, Jesus Christ. Okay. I am, I, am I talking out loud? Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Kimmy. Kimmy. That's what Kimmy I said. Kimmy is the name of the two syllable word beginning Kimmy. with K. Yeah, you didn't say what the word was. I didn't need to. Everyone knew what I was talking about. So. Oh. Okay. Yep. Mail sack, mail sack. Da, 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 mail sack. Everybody, why haven't you emailed us? Noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Is it because I haven't played the full theme song? Is that is that it, do you think, John? I hope not. Well, now I have to play it, right? I, I'm not sure what the rules are, but maybe... Hey, producer, will you play the mail sack theme song? Sure. Why not? We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I want to get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. Wow. Uh, I, I just realized what this email is. Um, this is from... Bruce in Shenzhen, you know. Oh, they, hi, Bruce. Where they make uh, Xboxes. Says, um, hey, Marty and the Smurps. Happy New Year. Jing Lai Kwai La. What? That means Happy New Year or whatever. That's what you say. Jing Lai Kwai La. Oh. I'm saying it wrong. But um, here in Shenzhen, they've stopped all COVID protocols, including testing anywhere which is a return to normalcy in progress, but it feels a little surreal like trying to put out, like trying to put on an old tight-fitting clothes. Um, it's nice we can fly in and out again, but cases are skyrocketing. My when wife, did he write this? What? He wrote this when did he write four that? days ago. My oh, wife wow. tested positive, as did most of her students. Half of mine did. Uh, Jesus. Now, that's the thing, is the whole point of having these protocols. Well, I shouldn't say the whole point, but one of the, the strategies was like, okay, let's have these protocols in place until we can make sure that we can, um, whatever, flatten the curve and then make sure that everybody's been uh, received their their uh, vaccinations. I don't know how what the vaccination rates are like in, in China. Um, They're extremely, extremely low. Yeah. And they have... They do not have the uh, health healthcare infrastructure at the uh, what is it called they, um, intensive care level. Yeah, they have like to one, take care of people. They have twenty percent of the the capacity per capita that we do. And 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 it's not like they were they were like uh, New Zealand. They're uh, they have like 
over like 1.3 billion people that were in this like lockdown and then they just lifted them all like it's just it's the craziest it's almost american in its craziness it's it's like they it's like they pressed pause did nothing and then pressed play so that it is that so it, not Chinese. Well, it is the craziest thing well, I've ever. Well, it's nuts. They had a, they were under a lot of pressure to do take action. Unfortunately, I don't think that this is the the wisest action. They, I, I feel like I I don't know um, anything about public health, but like I, it feels like they should have put some preparation in place so that when they pressed play, that they were better protected. And it's a li- it's really um, scary for sure. What on earth is the point of having like almost uh, complete control over all uh, political organs and and the media if you're going to let a couple of protests completely change your 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 political approach to something in an insane way? It's, I mean, it's nuts. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And the thing that concerns me is that you just they just lifted the the uh, the, the the all. They didn't. They didn't. They they just like, said, "Oh, the heck with it! Oh, the heck with it!" And now, now I, like I hear you, a John. billion John, people I, are going to get. I, I heard you. What? Yeah. No, I hear you. No, but the billion people are going to get COVID. I know. And and, and that's but... gonna it's gonna get uh, create all of these new um, mutations. It's like this gigantic mm-hmm. new population for this virus. Yeah. No, it, it's it's um, it's a shit show for sure. So, uh, but anyhow, I hope, Bruce, I hope your, your wife uh, recovers okay, and I hope you um, can escape this until you, well, I hope, I hope you got some vaccinations. I, I don't know what, what you can do to get that, but it's, uh, it, it's a really a bad situation, and I understand there's frustration on all sides, but I, I feel like the government and I think a lot of governments. I'm not exempting us from any of this because we we had a shitty response as well. Um, but it, yeah, it's a really it's a tough it's a tough situation. And um, but on the plus side, during lockdown, I guess I'm supposing um, Bruce wrote a novel and he sent me a copy. It's a superhero oh. story, a superhero oh, story set in World War II. Oh wow. Um, the central idea is Stanley, Jack Kirby, Bob Kane, Marie Severin, and other legends of the golden age of comics were superheroes fighting Nazis in World War II as a group called the Justice Brigade. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. The Doctor of Doom is Dr. Frederick Wartheimer. I had the inspiration while reading the, uh, the War Man's comic book field guide. While staying home with the babies, each chapter is told in a different genre as the years between the golden and silver ages of comics saw a rise in population of Western romance, war, detective, horror, and talking animal stories. Hope you like it. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, that sounds fantastic. fantastic. I'm really, really excited. Uh, this is, that must have been, uh, well, I hope you get, found some flow state and it's not a, it's a, it's a nice brief novel. So uh, I, I'll try to make some time to take a look. I promise nothing. I a lot of people send me things, and I, I always feel bad if I don't get to it. But I, I will try my best to get to it. John, I'll send it to you, and you can try as well. Um, yeah. Yes, and uh, then Bruce ends with, um, "I liked your discussion with John about perfect movies. Of course, there's no such thing, but I like to 
I like thinking about the idea of perfectly complete movies. Here's my short list. Casablanca, agree. Enter the yes. Dragon is a fantastic movie. I don't know if, I, I, I mean, there's just some technical things that are just. I've never seen crazy. it. Oh, it's great. It's awesome. It's great. I mean, okay. just like Bruce Lee is a movie star. Like he's just commands, commands your, your attention. It's yeah. phenomenal. And, and, yeah. and his physical prowess is unparalleled. Uh, Animal House. Yeah. Um, that's a funny mm. movie. I don't know. Mm. I, I should give it a chance because I think it's archetypal for sure. Yeah, yeah. And John Belushi is so funny in it, and like, yeah, he's doing his own thing in it. Um, in the way yes. that like Bill Murray does his own thing in in um, Caddyshack, kind of, you know. Um, yes, but <clears throat> he did it first. Um, so I I. Should give that another watch. You get to see some Kevin Bacon in there, and um, that's cool. Caddyshack is is really my one of my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah, but it, it's a silly movie. Uh, Badlands, mm. um, Terrence Malick. You know. I oh my gosh, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Uh, it's terrifying too, and it's slow. It's slow and beautiful and terrifying. And Martin Sheen is great. Sissy Spacek is a fantastic, great movie. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel slow. Um, no, it's not so Although long. I, it's not like a three-hour movie it, or anything. No, it is long. It's contemplative. But I think it's. I I I remember feeling really uh, like I wish it would be over, <laughs> in a not not like in a bad way. Like in a, I was just nervous. Man, there's this one scene where. He, yeah, he, he says, the line is, do you think I got him? Just, oh, oh, God, it is creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. Is it based on a, it's rough, loosely yes. based on a true story, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, but it's it, it's not violent. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not graphic uh, or anything like no. that. No, so. no, it's, but it's, it's horrifically violent. Um, yeah, it's but it's only, violent. it's only 94 movie, minutes. It's only ninety four movies, oh, Jesus. Um, but it's it, it definitely it's um, it has a very specific style, and that's something that Terrence Malick sort of uh, what made people go sh ape shit over him. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so sorry, I'm still in this list. And um, Amadeus. Oh, Amadeus is great. That might be on my list of movies that it's okay that it's longer than two hours. Okay. And then Some Like It Hot. That's a perfect movie. Oh, my God. Billy that Wilder, might be a perfect movie. Billy Wilder is, uh, was, is one of my favorite, favorite directors. Genius. Yep. Um, okay. That's a great list, by the way, uh, Bruce. If, yeah. If you have... Some Like It Hot. Yeah. Let yeah. us know if you have perfect movies that we haven't mentioned before. That's... Um, We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you uh, are working on things that are creative. We want to know what gets you to a flow state. Um, if there are ways that you can get there faster and teach us how to do that, that would be amazing. Uh, let us know what movie that... G give us a list of movies that I m failed to mention that are coming out in 2023, uh, like that are around 30 or 40 of them, and I'm, I will read them all for John next week. Okay? Every single you know one. I'm going to go through the entire cast list and filmography of everyone involved in all the movies that I mentioned. That would be great. 
You're welcome. That would be welcome, really good. Everybody. If you could, um, if you could also read like the entire every everything that Steven Soderbergh has uh, written, directed, or produced, just mm-hmm. just to read those. No, no problem, no problem. What about Barry, okay? That'd be good. What about Barry Lyndon? I think that's around three hours. <clears throat> I don't think Barry Lyndon is. I certainly, I don't think that should be three hours. Um, and I don't think the shine. I think the shining would be, be better if it was under three hour, under two hours. But you know, I, I a movie that I just saw that um, is an old movie that um, I want to mention because I, I remember I had very is the the, the Lady Eve with uh, Henry Fonda and Barbara Stanwyck. Have you ever seen that movie? You're just making up names. So no such people of those of those names. I just I just want to recommend that movie because I I remember watching it when I, a long time ago and loving it. So I watched it again and I loved it again. It's very weird, but Barbara Stanwyck. Honest to God, just so wonderful. I mean, this movie is from like nineteen, you know, forty or something. You mean she from is so sexy from the Big Valley? And, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Double Indemnity. You know, she was around yeah, forever. Big Valley. <laughs> These are just two old men just just fucking with each other, like about. Movies that nobody has seen and TV shows that nobody watched. So the Big Valley, Big Valley, the Big Valley is big and it's a valley. You know what? That is ripe for a remake, friends. They're gonna make that into a movie. Uh, Rob Zombie's gonna restart it, reboot it with um, with uh, Steve Austin. With Steve Lee Majors, and barely alive. Yeah, yeah. Lee Majors was in the original. He's still he's still kicking. I think. Um, Is he? I uh, think so. Oh, maybe not. Um, but um, who was the who was the woman? She the young. She was she was a beautiful woman. Linda Evans. Who was Linda Evans? Yeah. yeah, Linda Evans. Holy smoke! Yeah, and uh, and and Barbara Stanwyck. Every time they showed her on the Big Valley. They like put like a jar and a half of Vaseline on the on the lens. Oh yeah, well, she demanded it. Like that's just who she is. She she was Hollywood legend. Hollywood <clears throat> legend. Yeah, I really recommend Lady Eve. Just a just really good. All right. Uh, so anyhow, as I was wrapping up, um, yeah, let us know uh, things you want us to to talk about in the new year. That's always helpful for us. Um, even though I, I often forget, um, and yeah, um, yeah. If we don't have topics, then what tends to happen is that Marty will read long lists of things. Oh, I have a list and, of um, things that I've talked about over the past twelve years. Would you like me to read it? <laughs> that would be great. Start reading it now, and I'll be, we'll be back uh, next week. All we'll right. still be reading it. Well, back in 2012, and I... Then we'll, that's, that's what we'll talk about. We'll talk about when, when you pass away at your funeral, I'll read a list of things that you read lists about. Yes. I was in Universal City Walk asking, um, asking uh, Ron... Uh, what's his name? Ron Livingston. Um, Man Ron Livingston. Um, uh, three softballs. All right, never mind. Okay, um, we will okay, email us at Nooner Podcast. Um, do you still go on Twitter? Yeah, send us novels. Send us novels. Yeah, send us your novels. Yep, yep. 
And uh, I, I don't tweet, so don't tweet at us, but just send us emails. But you can tweet at us while we're doing the show because we do check. And uh, let us know some cool video games you're playing. And um, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hit that been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>